Donald Knapp, thank you so much for coming back on Thinking Bigger with Kevin Feely for the third time. Yes, thanks for having me, bro. Every single time that you're on the podcast, you level up in your life. It just shows that you're consistently growing. That's a good point. The first time I was on, I was working for you. Yeah. And honestly, it's weird. I, like Now that I'm connecting the dots, I didn't feel ready almost like i felt like weird being on the podcast like what do i have to contribute you know which was like a, an insecurity thing not to get off topic but yeah um now we're here well don, stuff. don was working for me and getting ready to start his own company when he was on the podcast the first time second time he had been starting his business has a couple employees and is really making some momentum and now don is killing it don and i are actually starting a company together which is funny and uh yeah so Don is doing better every single time. But this leads me to a point that I want to bring up. I just had Tim Kalees on the show. Tim Kalees was Alex Hormozzi's partner. He was a business development head at Gym Launch, if you guys know what that is. And Tim, Tim talked about this progress chart, right, where people think that their progress is this upward decline or upward incline consistently, right? You start and your progress is infinitely heading in one direction, meaning you're growing at the same rate every single day. And what Tim said was it's more of a compound interest where you do all this work for so long and you barely even grow. And then all of a sudden you, it just shoots up to this ever increasing upward trajectory. And that right there is the reason why people are not successful is because they focus on that first metric thinking that it should be the slow, steady increase when really it's not. All this work that you put in, you can't see the benefit of it and then it all of a sudden shoots through the sky. Right? Yeah, you've got to kind of zoom out, look <clears throat> at the bigger picture, right? Think bigger. So like if you're zoomed into that graph, it's going to look like this. Yeah. But if you zoom out, you realize it's going, it is going up, but there's those ups and downs on the way up, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all of that work pays off and it goes boom. So when you look at and one reference that he made was Joe Rogan started his podcast in 2009. Right. And it didn't really grow that much. But towards recently, if you look at it from the start to recent, the incline was just insane. I mean, the spike of of views and downloads and whatever your metric is just went through the roof. So. To bring it home, my point is if you're doing something, whether it's starting a YouTube channel, if you want to be a streamer, if you want to start a business, whatever it is, you're not going to see increase right away. You should see slow and steady progress, but that big thing you're looking for, that end goal happens fast, but it doesn't happen right away. It might happen 10 years down the road. I started my business like seven years ago. <clears throat> Crazy. Yeah. You just have to commit to it. Like if you enjoy it and, and you like what you do that's good that pretty much separates like the people who are successful and not successful yeah 100 percent. just commit dude. like it it's hard but it's easy just commit it's actually not hard in terms of what you have to do right if you want to go better your life so let me just give you guys my point of view from when i was 18 i worked at a mall right i knew that i was destined for something good i knew that i could go do something but i didn't know where to start so I read a book by, I think, Barbara Corcoran on Shark Tank. And I, I read like a whole bunch of books, right? <clears throat> and I was like, dude, I, do I invent something? Do I, I don't know where to start, right? What I needed was sales. And eventually I found that, right? But if you don't start to make a move every single day, if you don't start to move forward every day, if you don't get the ball pushing forward every day, 
it's not just going to happen for you. It's not going to fall in your lap. So you don't have to do anything incredible. You just get a little better every single day. So what I did was I went from living in Medford, moved back to Boston, started learning, researching everywhere I could. I got a job at a restaurant. And then all of a sudden I realized, okay, after about a year or two, I think I need to go get a sales job somewhere. Found a sales job, made my first over six figure year, killed it, learned a bunch about business, learned a bunch about marketing, learned a bunch about sales, enough so that I, when I was ready, left, moved to California by myself with no plan, started a company, and now we do a couple million a year. But it, when you look at it from the beginning to where I am now, it's insane the level of difference that's happened. But I just got a little bit better every day and pushed the ball forward every single day. Doesn't even mean you have to show up every day. Doesn't even mean you have to be 100% this crazy entrepreneur. Just put in the work, right? When Donald, when Donald started his own company, he didn't just leave and quit his job and start the company. He started the company and worked on it after hours. He left on good terms. He did all the right things and built himself up. And now, I don't know if you want to tell him how much you guys are doing a month right now in revenue, but killing it. We're killing doing well. It. We're doing really well. Killing it. And all he did was follow the formula and get better every single day. So, Don, tell everybody a little bit about you because people have probably seen you on the podcast, but all the new folks that just recently found the podcast, not they don't know who you are. So tell them. <clears throat> yeah, my name is Donald, and I like to help people. Um, that's that's pretty much the motivation and driving factor of my life is just to help others. Uh, and I, I believe is it's also just to, to share the word of God as well, like in the way that I know how. I'm not a very religious person, but just by being as kind as I can, you know, I make mistakes, I sin, but uh, at the end of the day, like I'm just trying to, at the end of the day, I want to make a positive impact on other people's lives. And it always comes back, you know, it always does. That's not why I do it, but that's my main objective in life. Um, and the way that I'm doing that is through companies, right? Through owning businesses and getting people jobs and helping clients. So that's where we're at. We have Sunny Solar Leads. If you're a solar rep and need leads, check us out, sunnysolarleads.com. Um, and then now we hunt clients. Kevin and I are working together on uh, this company for uh, detailers. So exciting stuff. Yeah, if you're an auto detailer, which I know I have a decent amount of detailers, if you need some fleet leads or if you want some ceramic coatings, go ahead and hit us up. Uh, but yeah, so, so to give you guys a little bit more of a background, Donald worked for me. I met Donald through his mom and Donald left his most recent job, which was Starbucks. My Co only job too. Yeah, really. Yeah. So his first job was Starbucks. His second job was sales with me and he started completely green. No experience, no nothing. I just knew that he had that thing in him that it doesn't matter what your skills are. It doesn't really even matter your personality. As long as you're trying to move forward every day, which Donald was, and you're willing to learn and you're willing to push through those hard times, um, you're going to do well. And I saw that in Donald. And one thing that is incredible is Donald is doing all the things. I mean, Donald is way beyond where I was with my company when he first came in. Donald is way beyond that with his company now, which he started not even a year ago. Uh, has it been a year? No, uh, <laughs> September. I mean, early October. So yeah. it's been like eight months. Yep. Un the, the fact that you have such a profitable business in eight months is unreal. But dude, I can't take all the credit like you were a huge huge help to that so just for new viewers people who haven't seen maybe haven't listened to a podcast with kevin and i um kevin's just been like an awesome mentor of mine 
he's an amazing person and yeah man we're we're trying to we're, we're doing good you know I hear that from employees a lot where they're like, oh, it's because of you. No, motherfucker, it's not. It's because of you. I may have given you a platform, but if you, I've given the same platform to a lot of people and a lot of people fumble it. So if you show up and you put in the work, you'll get the benefit. So it's, it's, although I was a part of it, it was you and yeah. all of the other employees that have grown tremendously, Rachel, her and her husband bought their first house because she had the job here. Lauren makes well into the six figures and is killing it and is our lead salesperson. She put in the work. Think of all the other people that we hired that came, didn't put in the work, and were gone. So that's a pro tip for, um, like, if anyone is watching this and you own a business, want to own a business, and you want to grow, and, you know, to grow you have to hire, pro tip, find people who want it. Find people who want it and are going to show up. You'll know immediately. Set up the interview. Set up the time. Are they going to show up? Are they on time? Are they interested? Are they invested? You can feel it out. And that's going to be like just having hired recently for and, and in the process of hiring for We Hunt Clients, it's something I'm realizing is you really need to find people who want it. You can't make somebody want it, you know? So as long as you find someone who wants it, you know, at 80% of what how bad you want it, because nobody's going to love your company like you. But even if they're at 80% of what you got, they'll do really, really well. Dude, 100%. And I think that being able to read people well is an absolute superpower. And I think you have that. I think I have that as well. That's why the first day I saw you, I was like, all right, this kid's going to kill it. I don't know where, but he's going to kill it. Like my personal assistant, Julia, shout out to Julia. When she interviewed, we sat down right here for four minutes and the interview is over. And she was like, I was like, you're hired. She's like, I'm hired. <laughs> okay. She was like a little confused. But you know, when you know you can feel it in somebody, you know that there's good in your intuition will tell you, you yep. know, I, I think as human beings, we're sort of brainwashed into not realizing some of our potential in terms of, uh, I don't know, just following intuition and call it spiritual, call it subconscious, whatever. But we have a natural ability to read people. And usually it's a gut instinct and logic and all the things that society throws at us will oftentimes tamper with our gut feeling and intuition. But if you can really get in tune with your intuition and you can feel like, you know, when you meet somebody and everything looks good, but your gut is just like something else, something's off, something's off. And you decide to not listen to that. And eventually you're like, Oh, nope, this person was, they had bad intentions and I felt it in their energy. I felt it Maybe your brain picks up something in their body language or something, but you're, you know, you know, instinctively. So this is not just in business relationships. This is in anything, you know, you're walking around a corner and you get that spidey sense. Like your intuition is so powerful and it's going to guide you through your whole life. Yeah. If you find it, if you connect <clears throat> to it, right. I think the way to connect to that intuition is like loving yourself and like, by showing that you have to kind of take care of what you consume. So everything, you know, music, food, um, the people that you're around, all of that affects how connected you are to your own gut and instinct. Because I remember when I was, you know, wasn't taking care of my body, eating whatever I wanted, super unhealthy, that that gut instinct is clouded. It's it's foggy because you aren't taking care of yourself first. So if anyone's seeing this, it's like, where do I start? Take care of yourself. And then you'll start to see like, oh, everything just kind of connects like a puzzle piece. Once you do that, and at a certain point, you're not even surprised. Like at a certain point, you're like, yeah, like everything just fits like the new hire Hector. Shout out to Hector. Like he came in, 
he fit like a puzzle piece and I just had a gut feeling about it because he was like, dude, I'm willing to drive from Long Beach to come in for this, you know, interview. To him, it was just an interview. Does he live in Long Beach? Yeah, he drove here, got what here at 730 when he was supposed to be here at 8. Dude. He drove an hour 45. You know, we gave him gas money, of course, but. This mother, I fucking did not know. This new hire of ours lives in Long Beach. Yeah. Which is like a two and a half hour drive from here. Yep. Two hour drive. That's what I mean. Without by traffic. You know if, if someone wants it or Dude, not. Dude, I didn't know he lived in Long. That's why when I was like, oh, where are you from? I So I only met this employee once today. Donald hired him. Donald has been training him. So when I met him today for the first time, I was like, hey, good to meet you. Like, where are you from? He's like, oh, I'm from Long Beach. I'm like, oh, that's what's up. Like, and my brain was like, oh, he lives here, but he's from originally from Long Beach. Mm-mm. What the fuck? Okay, so that is that's what I'm talking about, right? There's so many people that bitch and complain and moan about not having opportunity and not you're you're just self-sabotaging yourself. This kid is willing to drive here. And granted, he's not going to do this every day. He'll work remote, but he's willing to drive here because he understands the opportunity. He understands what's here. Shout out to Hector, dude. I I had no out. clue. Good yeah. for him. Dude, Mother, the motherfucker wants it. Yeah. There, there are people who cross the border every single day just to work a job, a minimum wage job here. So, like, you don't have an excuse. If you're watching this, you're probably in the United States, you know? Actually, so. we have a pretty good amount of people in, in places like the Philippines and in Mexico. So, shout out oh, to our yeah. Mexican Oh, yeah. Shout out to our, to my, our, our virtual audience. assistants, too. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I, I see what you're saying, the audience, but. Yeah, I mean, they're everywhere. It's not just, that's the beauty of this podcast is, and, and. Let's talk about the immigrant mentality. I I met an Uber driver the other day. It was Uber Black, but still the guy's driving for Uber. But subtle flex. But no, no, I'm, you'll <laughs> see why I'm saying that. But so I talked to the guy, and I try to talk to every Uber driver because they've all got a story, and most of them are immigrants. So when you hear immigrant stories, it's just unreal. Like you hear people coming from Syria or escaping places like Iran, or you hear these. It just makes me, I used to hate this country. I had no idea how good I had it. I, I just, I didn't know, right? And I used to, oh, this country, there's so much injustice. And there is, the, nothing's perfect. However, when you look at some other countries where some women can't even go to school, women can't drive. There's some people that if they speak out, like, I mean, living in China, right? Or imagine living in North Korea. You yeah. do one thing wrong and you get shot in the street or something. It's a privilege to be able to to hate your country. It's yeah. such a privilege because you're you have the space and time to like dwell. Like there's countries where people don't have that. They're trying to survive, you know? Yeah. Well, this guy came here from Iraq and he is he has a transportation company. He's got a couple fleet vehicles that they have a partnership with Uber Black, but he's his own limousine service basically. Sweet. And the guy owns a 7-Eleven. He owns a couple other non-brand, non-7-Eleven branded convenience stores. He owns Subways. He o- and we started talking about real estate and stuff. The dude's a millionaire. The dude's a the dude is probably worth more than me. Sick. Like, dude's got like four or five million dollars in real estate alone. Not to mention the commercial real estate that they own. Like, he's not driving Lambo. He's got a really nice GMC you know, whatever for their, he's, he was telling me some of the cars they have at home. He's actually going to be on my other podcast, uh, biz talks probably on thinking bigger too, but the guy just puts the work in. He's not even that talent. He's not a sales guy. He's not coming up with some crazy software. He's not, he's just doing the consistent work and he understands compound interest. He understands it's the immigrant mentality, dude. You and just got to work hard. I bet he knows how to connect with people. Well, you have to have that. We connected. Yep. We connected on a, on another level too, you know, and 
So this is the perspective, right? And a lot of people will look at him and just think, oh, he's just some chauffeur. He's just some driver, right? You never know who that is. You never, ever know. You know, and then they see a guy in a G-Wagon thinking he's balling and the dude's terrified because he's behind on all his bills. His G-Wagon's going to get repoed. He's renting a place pretending like he owns it. He, his business isn't even doing well. He's borrowing money from his family, like whatever, right? It's just perspective is a motherfucker because you never know. You never know. It's crazy. Absolutely. And th- that kind of let <clears throat> led me, that reminded me of uh, the conversation I had with Hector today <clears throat> about kind of like his story and how he's kind of always been super introverted and kept to himself. And like, he's starting to realize like, Hey, I don't have to do everything alone. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to be like this lone wolf mentality. You don't need, you can choose that. It's going to be way harder. It's going to be way harder. Like you can find, or you already have, I'm sure people around you that support you and love you. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to do it alone. That, that to me is a huge key. If you're ever, if you're trying to evolve and grow and level up, it's like, connect with people man like pour love into people no love will be lost like even if you don't get it back no love is lost so uh that's huge too you don't got to do it alone whatever it is your goals are you know you have friends you have family like reach out to them talk to them whatever battle that you may be fighting that no one else knows about you know share it like just to add to that there is no such thing as a self-made millionaire you can't do it alone so if you're trying to have progress in your life or you think you're trying to have progress in your life, but you want to do it on your own, we know some people like that that have said they want to live a better life. And then when somebody tries to offer them help, they're too good for it. They don't want to take help. You know, self-sabotage is real. And if you're trying to do it alone, if you're trying to do life alone, oh, I don't need a girlfriend. I don't need a boyfriend. I don't need a husband. I don't need family. Dude, you cannot do this alone. You need a mental support system. You need people there because you're you're going to fall down. You're going to have hard days. You need people that can pick you up. And there's that video, which Carlos, if you're uh, listening, I want I want you to put this video in. But there's this video of this basketball player. I think he missed a shot or whatever it was. And his teammate comes up and he's walking with his chin down. His teammate comes up and lifts his head up like, hey, get your chin up. You know, that right there, you everybody needs that dude to lift your chin up sometimes. Um, look, being tough and being self-sufficient is is incredible, right? And if you have family issues or maybe your dad wasn't there, maybe you, you, you didn't have that support system growing up, you feel like you have to go through life without that. But really, it's okay to ask for help and you need to ask for help. It's a, it's a very freeing feeling. And uh, it's also okay to help other people, right? When you see somebody down, help them up. It, what goes around comes around but anyways didn't want to get too far off on that but you know yep same page so let's talk about how you grew up right did you ever picture yourself when you were a kid being in this situation where you are now yeah i love that you asked that question that's a great question because yes absolutely so like something i've always told myself and i I may have shared this before but i've like since I was a young kid, I knew that I was going to be successful and be a millionaire. And like a lot of times it kind of sounds, it can sound cringy to say that. But if you ask like my inner circle, if you ask my family, my cousins, like some of the guys that work with us now, like if, if you ask them, I always told them like, when I grow up, I'm going to be a millionaire. I don't know how, but I'm going to be like, I just knew, like I knew it. 
from a young age. I don't know what what that is or what, you know. I mean, I think it's God, but yeah, I just knew it. And like another driving <laughs> factor for me since I was young is the fact that like my family came from Mexico. You know, my family were were immigrants. You know, not me, but yep. You know, I was fortunate enough to be born here, so like I need to make that worth it. You know, I need to make all of that struggle that they went through my grandma especially my mom her sisters like i need i'm in this position for that reason to make it better for the next generation you know well and your family is still in mexico you know oh, and yeah. and they're not just in mexico they're in like real mexico like they're they're in in a i mean tell everybody where your family lives yeah we're from we're from jalisco so we have family in mexico we have family in tj as well and then we do have family here so some some of our are like a good a uh, good chunk of our family is here which is nice but yeah, we go, we visit them in Mexico, like we see how they live, you know, and um, just makes me very grateful for what I have. Yeah, I mean, and, and perspective is everything. I think with life, perspective is everything, right? Which is why life experience is so important. You know, when you see racism in small towns, it's almost always, all, like if you go to the South, right? And you see these super racist towns, most of those people have not left that town more than once or twice. And if they have, they probably went to a couple towns over, right? you know, and, and you see that when people start to travel and they have life experience and they connect with another human being, soul to soul, that changes, it goes away. Your perspective changes on everything. And so no matter how you grow up, no matter if you believe in yourself or not, if you can watch other people do it, right? Like here's one thing that's incredible. I don't know why I'm talking like Trump. With the I'm resonating with that though, what you're saying. But dude, like think about the inspiration you're giving to Gummy. And to your brother, Carlos, who works with me now and does all the editing and shooting. Shout out to Shout Carlos. Out Carlos. But, um, but think about the, the, by you taking that leap, think about the chain and butterfly effect that that's going to have on not only the rest of your family, but now look at all of your employees. You've changed all of their lives. And now their siblings and friends and, and close relatives are going to be changed. So when you look at an impact that you have on somebody, you helped Carlos, you helped Gummy, you helped George, you helped Eric, you helped Ray, you helped, dude, I can go on and on and on. And those are just the people you know about. And you already know how much you change your life, their life. But you don't know how much you don't know how much you change right. your life. And then you look at all the other people that you impacted. And before you know it, you've impacted way more people than you ever thought was possible which is why this podcast is called Thinking Bigger with Kevin Feely. That's a full circle moment back to like the, the graph where you zoom in and out. Like, yeah. yeah, if you're like, oh, I'm helping this one guy, but like, you know, Kevin helped me and I was able to help all those people that he named, you know, by just helping me. And then they're all like in a much better state of mind, but you know, they're happier. They can support themselves and their family. So they impact them and then they go to work and they're happy and they impact people at work. You know, it's like, it's, it's a crazy chain effect. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. David Meltzer, uh, which we both know, David talks about like, w do you remember, I think you were there when we were at his house and this lady was riding by on rollerblades and a guy was on a bike. Were you Carlos? You were there. It was Carl. It was me, Carlos, Alejandro and Julia. But anyways, this, this lady almost bumped into this guy, this guy, almost, whatever. They got into an interaction and they started yelling at each other. Fuck you. No, fuck you. You got in my way, blah, blah. And David turns around cause we're right on the boardwalk in uh, mission beach. And mm -hmm they kind of go off on their own way and they're huffing and puffing and they go off in different directions. And David just goes, wow, what a waste of energy. Like what if they just said, Hey, sorry, you know, high five and walk away. Cause they easily could have done that. 
if they did that, they'd both have a good feeling going the other way. But instead, they were like, no, fuck, they, all this negative energy just exchanges. And now they go off and they're spreading that, you know, it's like exhaust coming from a truck. Like that black residue is going on every other experience they're having through the day until usually some more positivity comes their way and changes it. So I, I think that not only does your positive actions have a compound larger effect, but your negative actions do too. So sometimes it's good to just try and like just let go of the negative stuff and just push it to the side because it's it's not going to serve anybody, especially you. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the thoughts that you you're going to have negative thoughts, you're going to have thoughts of wanting to like stab Kevin right now. You know, like yeah. that's going to come Impulsive by thoughts, right? Thoughts. You know, we are not our thoughts. We are <laughs> the thoughts that we put our energy into. Right. So mm -hmm. you're going to get that negative thought. And if you allow it to pass then you can you can move on to the next one, you know? Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, it's uh, somebody described it as downloads from a stream, right? Which sounds very similar because I didn't even think about it in terms of like downloads from a stream like the internet, but it's the same thing. Your brain is connected to this higher conscious. These thoughts are going by and you choose and meditation will teach you this, right? Those aren't your thoughts if you really observe. The thoughts that come in your head are from something else. Like it seems like that, right? And you can choose what you pull from those thoughts. You can ignore certain thoughts, right? Like impulsive thoughts, right? Everybody, everybody has at one point stood next to a subway or something. And there's somebody standing in front of you and the subway's coming and your brain goes, push them. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't, right? Some people do, I guess. But you have these thoughts all day, right? Like, you could see somebody wearing a nice pair of shoes and you could go, oh, fuck them. Those shoes are stupid, right? Or you could choose to ignore that thought and not feed into it. Right. And I, I think that this is with a lot of things. Uh, also, I think it was Nikola Tesla that talked a lot about pulling things from the ether, right? When he would have a new invention, he would almost download it from the ether. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know how deep you want to go into that, but there is a higher conscious that we're connected to I don't know how to describe it, but it's there. Absolutely. Sure. Yep. <sighs> Dang, I had a thought and I lost it, dude. Yeah. I was going to go on off of that. So when you were growing up, you had a pretty normal childhood kind of as, I mean, I guess we both didn't, but as you're growing up, you get this job at Starbucks after high school. Were you working there during high school or no? No, no, no. So I graduated high school and I needed a job. And then it's dude, it's crazy because it's really all about who, you know, not what, you know, mm -hmm. you know, because I got the job at Starbucks because my mom was a regular there and knew the manager and was super cool with her. I didn't know that. And I was very introverted. So during my interview, because they had, they do their interview styles much different than ours. They actually are like asking questions and just want to see like how peppy you are and how upbeat you are. And I was not that guy at all. I was like very like low super shy very quiet you know and um she basically gave me the chance even though i was quiet i just said like you know i told her like hey i was just nervous for the interview like i'll do my best because starbucks is literally like their model is like make sure that the customers have a great experience like smile every day like you know do that sort of thing so um to answer your question though so that was when i was 18 i believe 18 or 19 was when i started working for starbucks and i was there for three whole years and that was the only job I experienced until sales. And then sales literally changed my life. Like I cannot emphasize that enough. Sales teaches you confidence. Sales teaches you people skills. Sales teaches you how to do life better. 
literally in all aspects because that's what it is like you at any given moment kevin taught me this you are selling yourself like in any interaction like when you meet someone you're basically selling yourself in the sense of i want this to be i want this to be a good exchange right like i want them to like me i want to like them so sales is the key if you're like what do i do what direction I learn sales no matter what you do, you need to do sales. And sales is just communication. That's it. When Donald says that sales changes life, what he really means is sales taught him communication, which changes life. Bingo. Right? Bingo. You hit it. Because you hit the nail on the head. Because if Don and I have an issue, that's really not a big issue, but we can't communicate that, which when we first met, we had issues like that sometimes where we both were really on the same page, but we didn't know how to fucking explain that to each other. And, and you, you have to learn how to communicate because that led to so many different little tensions that should have never happened because we both wanted the same outcome, but we didn't know how to communicate it. So if, if you're pulled over by a police officer, right? And you don't know how to communicate to him that you genuinely fucked up, right? Because most people, when they get pulled over, they want to argue, they want to, they have all this stuff, right? If you know where the cop is and you know how the cop wants to communicate, you know that he doesn't want to sit here and talk to you for an hour. He doesn't want to hear excuses. He wants you to fess up to what you did, tell him, and then move on, right? So the chance of you getting a warning is is versus a ticket is much higher if you know how to communicate. So when I get pulled over, since I think that I'm decent at communicating, I will literally, if I get pulled over, which I haven't in a long time, but if I do get pulled over, I'm immediately the first thing as the cop comes up. I got my ID ready. I got everything ready. Hey, man, I totally ran that stop sign, 100% my fault, full accountability, my bad. And guess what? Nine times out of 10, you're getting, you're getting a warning. They're letting you go. Because that's also, they're, they're so used to people not being able to communicate that effectively, right? I want the same outcome. I know the outcome he wants. Communicate, understand how other people communicate and your life will change. So sorry to hijack what you said, but sales is communication. So if you want a better life, uh, sales will change it because not only do you learn how to communicate, but you know how to communicate and make money, which is yep. wait. And I, I want to add on to that. Like, you know, cops are people too. literally, they're just people doing their job. And me and Kevin had a conversation about this. Like imagine having a job where everybody around you like needs you, but they also hate you and talk shit to you and they don't even know you, you know, yep. like just be a kind human. There are people like, and this is coming from a Brown guy in america you know what i mean so like i've gone pulled over and i was respectful to the cop he was respectful to me that's it it's i i think if you are kind and put that out there everything will work out for you like can you run into a bad person or a bad cop yeah but just turn the other cheek you know like just be respectful and that'll go a long way i just want to shout out to our our boys in blue our our you know the officers because Without them, who who do we call if someone's breaking into our house? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, we need cops. So. Yeah. Yeah, we need good cops too, because yep. they're they're and and the whole defund the police thing is just ridiculous because you know people don't want cops who are not trained, right? They're all upset that these cops don't have enough training, and then they want to lower the budget, so now we have less cops, worse cops, and less training. So yep. what do you think that's going to lead to? But I think the most important word here is empathy, right? If you can find a way to have empathy for everybody, if you can look at somebody, especially somebody you don't like, and you can find a way to feel their emotions and understand where they're coming from, your world will change. All of a sudden you'll realize that there's not a lot of evil people out there. There's people that have had evil done to them. And again, this comes down to communication. But I think that if you, if I have a problem with someone, let's say, 
let's say I get pulled over by the typical jerk cop. The cop immediately doesn't even want to hear me. He gives me a ticket right away. Doesn't even let me state my case. Maybe even I only got pulled over for six miles an hour over something dumb, right? That cop may have just had to see a dead baby. And that cop may have a baby on the way. And now he's thinking of those two things, right? Not to mention, in between your traffic stop and when that cop had to see that dead infant, he gets pulled over, or he pulls somebody over, and they're yelling, fuck you, you fucking pig, you're blah, blah, blah. And they're saying this, and they're spitting on him. And then he gets a call from his wife thinking that, saying that maybe she's thinking of leaving him because he's working too much. He also gets a call from his supervisor that says, hey, I need you to work overtime this week. And then he pulls you over and he's, dude, it doesn't matter what you did, right? Sometimes if you can see that and have empathy, even when somebody is completely against you and there's, you, you're not going to win in it. If you can find empathy, your whole life will change because at least when you leave that situation, you're not holding something inside of yourself against that guy. Yeah. Empathy, you know? empathy is the key and, and not creating divide, like not creating divide, not separating people by any because he's a because they're a cop because they're white because they're black like i i feel like that is a bigger a bigger issue the bigger issue is we're like we we group ourselves and we're like no this is my group and if you aren't on this side then i don't like you you know and that's that's the real problem i think like that's where that's where it starts that's that's like the the roots of the issue is that people like choose a side right or pick a group and if you're not in it i'm against you it's like no if we we're, it's a cohesive, we're a cohesive unit, right? We're all a part of that same consciousness. So I think that's super important too. Yeah. I mean, it, if we as a people are divided into multiple different groups that are warring, well then whoever wants to be taking all the resources or whatever, they can do that. We're busy. You know, if we're all together, bro, we all want the same thing. Everybody wants to live in peace and harmony, not have to worry about food, not have to worry about their family but we are completely dominated by diversive culture. Republican, Democrat, white, black, blue lives matter, black lives matter, all these different sides. We all want the same shit, but we can't communicate that because we've been tainted. We've been brainwashed. The media does this. It's not a conspiracy. This is true and it makes sense. Follow the money. And unfortunately it's like you can get canceled for sharing how you feel like, which Cancel culture isn't even real because you've seen people get canceled and then they're right back six months later because everybody moved on to the next thing. Submarine. Oh, my God. The submarine that's sinking. And then that same day, uh, they signed a signed something saying that people can use uh, synthesized chicken now. So chicken grown in labs is allowed to be uh, served. I don't know. You'll have to fact check that. But this is what I'm hearing. Like, it's just madness. And every corner I turn is like, it's like, oh, the submarine, the submarine. I. I don't want to go too deep down the rabbit hole, but I feel like it's a distraction. It is funny because my mom sent me a meme that was like, everyone has a one friend. And it was like a guy like, this summer thing's a distraction. I'm like, yep, that's me. So let me just go down the conspiracy rabbit hole real quick. This submarine, okay? So I'm not even going to say anything in particular, right? Because people probably did absolutely die. And it's sad. And it's terrible. Why are you smiling? (laughs) Because that's just shame. I'm not smiling at that. But imagine this. You and your four billionaire buddies are about to get hosed down for some tax fraud. You guys did something bad. You pay homeboy $250,000 for you guys to go disappear where they can't recover your bodies. 
Your family gets all this insurance money. You don't get caught for the tax evasion. You can go live on an island somewhere with a different face and a different nose and different hair and whatever. I don't know. It's a little fishy. Are they dead? No pun intended. Or are they in Mexico? <laughs> just kidding. We're going to have to cut that part out. Dude, I just had an idea for uh, where we could do like trending topics and just have conversations about it. Like like a sort of news style show. Let's do That'd it. That'd be fun. I'm serious. Let's do it. I'm done. Fuck yeah. So, Don, what is your advice for somebody that want? Okay, so let's backtrack Starbucks. You're working at Starbucks. You're pumped to get the job, right? How pumped were you the day you got the job at Starbucks? Oh, I was, I was ecstatic. I was like, let's go. Dude, they hired me. Now, if I told you right now that you had to go back and work at Starbucks, how would you feel? Not great. Not great. Right. If I really had to, of course I'd do it, but. But you would never have to because you know sales. Right. But perspective is everything, right? And, and. I think that it's not the money that you're in this for. I mean, I know it's not, but the money's a big thing, right? It helps you help your family. Like your life is absolutely increased and your family says because of money, but it's the pursuit. You going from a high school student to a little bit of college to Starbucks, it was the pursuit of getting that job and getting there, which was cool, right? There's always going to be a next level, right? Everybody's always thinking that's when I'm going to be happy, but you have to find happiness along the way. If you're not happy in the pursuit of what you're doing, it doesn't matter. You can't, you should just stop, right? Find something you're passionate about. When I decided to do this podcast, I decided that I was all in. I hired Carlos, I hired Julia, we got all the equipment, we turned my office into a studio, like we're, we're I'm in it, right? I decided I'm doing this no matter what, and I love every single day, I love creating content, I love having conversations like this. Maybe it'll blow up one day, maybe it won't. I think it will, but I don't know when. I think and so too. I, I, but I'm going to do this regardless because I'm in it. I'm committed and I'm doing this, right. you know, but for the, for the pursuit of it, not for the end goal, right? You think Joe Rogan was on cloud nine when he got a hundred million dollars for selling, you know, his rights to Spotify, maybe for a day or two. But I think that that probably didn't make any significant change in his life. I think it probably brought him more negativity than positivity in his life. Probably. When you look at how much fun he had from 2009 to 2023, most of it was probably in the beginning or the first half, I would imagine. Yeah, and to piggyback off of that, so like Ray, shout out to Ray, one of my sales guys, he's the perfect example. Towards the end of my time at uh, Starbucks, I started realizing like, okay, I obviously don't love this. I don't love waking up at 4 a.m. to open at Starbucks every day and like, do the same thing it's it's repetitive it's mundane like every single day but i can either dwell on that and hate that i'm there or just make the best of it right and it sounds cliche but it's so freaking true because you never know when your time is coming and like you said you aren't gonna be you're you're never gonna be satisfied like it's not like you get here and you're like oh my god my life is perfect i never have a bad day you know i'm yeah. i'm so content all the time no that's not how life works but once you fix the internal then everything else falls into place, right? The reason that Ray got hired with me is because Kevin went into Albertsons. Ray was working at Albertsons. He moved here from North Carolina, I think, either North or South Carolina. I always forget. But he moved here, right, with his girl, San Diego, got a job at Albertsons and loved, like, just he was just a positive ball of energy. That's what he is, bro. Like, we love Ray. He's a part of our family because of that reason. He connected with Kevin just being a, a clerk at Albertsons, Kevin brought him in. We tried to find him a, a fit here. 
We couldn't. He went to go work for our buddy Tyler doing uh, for his jet ski company. Shout out to Tyler. Then I was like, hey, I need a sales guy. Ray, I see it in you. Let's try this again. Came back to me, and now he's making you know five grand a month because he was just enjoying his his time at Albertsons. You this, know, this kid showed up every day. This kid put in the work. This kid challenged himself. Continues every single day to challenge himself. He is a soft-spoken, extremely nice, polite human being. And in sales, you sometimes have to be a, not a dick, but you have to be assertive. Yep. You have to be able to call people out on their bullshit. You have to be able to communicate effectively for them sometimes and try to get them to really to tell you what they're really saying and they're afraid to say. That's terrifying for somebody like Ray, but he did it. He showed up. He put in the work. And when I met Ray at Albertsons, from my point of view, right, he's working at the self-checkout area, right? People come in. They do their checkout. He sits there and he's mostly giving them a bag or helping them with the machine, right? Most people in that job, all of them hate it, right? Nobody is working there for more than six months and loves that job, right? It just doesn't really happen. It's not a great job. You literally have to fight with homeless people in at that location. Like there's sketchy shit that goes down there every day. This dude shows up with an immaculate attitude every single day. And I, I saw him probably three or four times before I actually like said something to him. But one day I walked up to him like, hey, what's your deal? And he's like, well, what do you, what do you mean? What's my deal? <laughs> I'm like, what's your deal? Like, why are you working here? And he's like, well, what do you mean? This pays my bills. I'm like, bro, you have to go do something. You are too. There's something. You have that thing. Whatever that thing is, you have it. Please do me a favor go find a sales job, go sell insurance, go sell, just go sell something else. And he was like, I actually sold cars for a little bit, but I didn't really do well and whatever. I was like, you probably didn't have a good sales manager. They probably didn't give you the training you needed. Promise you go get a sales job. All right, man. See ya. Next time I saw him, I said, Hey, add me on Instagram. Let's stay connected. Like I, I think I can help you. Right. And I, my goal here is just to help this kid point him in the right direction. Then he comes and tells me that he's thinking about quitting his job. And I think that he came down to it and he said, well, Ray changed my life with this. Cause Ray literally came down to the office one day and he said, you know what? I talked to my mom. My mom says I'm crazy for wanting to quit my job, but I told my mom that God's got my back and whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And at that moment I decided I was going to hire him. I don't know if it's going to work out, but I'm going to give this kid a shot. And if he shows up and puts in the work, we're going to find something for him, which when it didn't work initially, I called Tyler like, hey, bro, you need a new employee? Boom. Got Ray a job working at a jet ski place. Got him by. And then Don called him. Don and him ended up working together. And now Ray's making a ridiculous amount the, of money. He has the highest conversion rate in our office, too. Which is just like. Yeah, he does. He literally has the highest. This is why we do this. Yep. This shit is the. This is no money, no nothing. No. The, the, this is it. And it all started because Ray was just happy to be there be alive be serving others you know even if it was at albertson's with homeless people around you know yeah i mean you can find happiness anywhere right the uh there's a book oh my god what is the book so man's search for meaning by victor frankel oh my god this guy was in the holocaust and still found a way to find joy in the worst possible situation i cannot think of another situation that is worse than the holocaust Except for maybe working at Albertsons. <laughs> Just kidding. Canceled. But but really, this guy this guy found peace in a place where there you would think that there could it's impossible. I don't know if I could do it. 
So if that guy can find at least some kind of peace in the Holocaust, you can find it at your shitty job and you can go out and take a risk and figure something out. Like you have no excuse unless you want to be honest with yourself and you really don't believe that you can do it, which is another problem. You can do it. You just have to give yourself permission. You have to ask for help and you have to just go do it. Chin up, good attitude, positive communication, good vibes, and good things will come your way. Yep. Love yourself. Be considerate to others and it'll, it'll happen for you. Whatever it is you want. Guys, don't forget to sign up for Don's OnlyFans. It is, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Guys, thick, go follow. Poppy. Oh, God. <laughs> go follow Don on Instagram. Uh, Don, what's your Instagram? Uh, the Oh, it's private, actually. Okay. Guys, go check out sunnysolarleads.com. Check out wehuntclients.com if you do car detailing. Go follow Kevin on Instagram. Follow him on YouTube. Check out all the socials right here. Or maybe in the description. Depends on where you're watching. It's making Carlos do extra work. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you for having me on. Dude, let's make some more money, dude. Let's do let's it. Let's help some more people. Let's get it. Guys, if you guys are watching this and you guys are interested in working for wehuntclients.com, show up, put in good attitude, good work, get better every single day, and don't be a little bitch. Email donald at wehuntclients.com. There's a job for you if you want it. That's Donald at WeHuntClients.com. Thank you for watching Thinking Bigger with Kevin Feely. Donald, leave us with one last positive message. If anything that you saw today or heard today resonated with you, just drop a comment below. Let us know. Um, you know, whatever you're going through, share, share with us. We're here for you. Reach out to us. Um, my phone number is 619. I'm not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was, I was won't give number. the Instagram up, but it'll give us. Yeah. Anyways, Don's social security number is 